Let me check my ego at the door. Okay, check. Bye. Hey, what's going down on the recovery pod? And we're here to speak our truth. Our own truth. Each other's truth. Are you here to speak your truth? I'm here to speak my truth. I'm here to speak my truth. (laughs) T-R-0-0-F. Truth. (laughs) So how's it going? What do you want to talk about? I don't mean to put it on you. Yeah, I've just been thinking, like, the whole feelings thing. um, It just so happens to come, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, like, I don't like to categorize them into positive or negative, but it's just kind of like your body is sending an alert out to, like, you that something is off and something that needs to be addressed and to be made aware of. So our thought, so like our feelings are just basically, or feelings and emotions are, I guess I don't know the difference, but they're reactions to our thoughts, our body reactions. Right. Yeah, I feel that. So and so that alert goes out. And if you don't resist it, if you just let it come in and go, like I read that it only lasts like 90 seconds, so like a minute and a half. And it's so much easier to just let it come in and flow. And it's just like, like even if you do get stuck in it somehow, it's like emotions can't actually hurt you. And it feels like it's, when you're in it, it feels like it's going to be here for eternity. It feels like it's the end of the world. It's just so painful and unbearable. But honestly, if you just allow yourself to just let them come in and not resist them, they literally just feel like another thing. They don't right. feel like something that's painful because what create what creates pain is resisting something. That is the most painful part of the whole thing. When you really break that shit down. And yeah. And like, even in recovery, the whole, this too shall pass thing is, was like so foreign and so new and such a um, hard concept to grasp, but really is, a good tool to use just to remind yourself like this moment will pass. And that goes for good things too. Yeah. And I just like had this thought, it's almost like you're, if something is happening inside of you, no matter what it is, you, it's almost like you have enough respect for yourself and love for yourself to accept that thing to happen, to let that thing happen. Yeah, like, I mean, who am I to say if it's right or wrong? It exactly. If it's if it's if it's <laughs> happening inside of you, if it's just there, there is a reason for it, and it just is the way that it is. Right, and and I, and I feel what you're saying with the whole letting it pass thing, but also, it's good to investigate it. Why is it here? What is my? But body no, that's what I mean. Me? But that's what I mean. Like when it's coming in, like uh, of course you're gonna invest. I mean. I ought to just like automatically like 
have thoughts about it like if it comes in and then I just like think it through like what is what is going on so yeah it's not like you just sit in it without any thoughts I mean of course you're gonna have right. thoughts about it um but it's always and it's always good to have that observer mode tool where you're able to just kind of observe it come in and observe why it's happening and what it is. Cause then the whole observer mode thing is the investigation. Right. right? For sure. So yeah. Seeing like being honest with what it is, what's going on and not getting lost in it. And you know, when I say investigation, I feel like everything has a fine line. Like everything has a, but like you want to accept it, but you want to investigate it, but you don't want to dwell and get sucked in but you do want to look so i don't know if i've mentioned this before on the podcast but um there's a triangle a thought feeling action triangle a Mm -hmm. thought creates a feeling a feeling can create an action and then an action can create a thought and if they're all negative you'll have a negative thought then you'll have a negative feeling then you'll have a negative action which will give you another negative thought you're judging yourself. You're feeling bad again. So you have to break the cycle somewhere. You know, something like a gratitude list will break the thought pattern. You know, you're feeling like shit. A couple things go wrong. You stop. You do an honest gratitude list. Your, your whole perspective can shift. Things are going right. You know, yes, things happen. First, you don't resist and you accept. Number one. Then you turn to something like a gratitude list and you address the negative thought. You try to put a positive thought in there. It might give you a positive feeling of peace, relief, comfort, gratitude, whatever. Then maybe you have a positive action, you know, or you self-reflect on your negative thought when you're in the middle of an argument. And then your feeling turns to one of perspective where you can maybe look at yourself, see things slightly differently, and then reapproach that argument from a place of humility or a place of understanding or a place of peace. Therefore, the action is different. Therefore, your response in the argument from your counterpart might be different. You know, um, then a feeling um, interjection might be something like taking a break, taking a shower, um, you know, resetting somehow, whether that's a game, a movie, a book, something to take your focus off the thought to give you a better feeling, a self-care exercise, then that turns into a positive action, turns back into a positive thought. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I'm kind of new to this whole (laughs) feeling thing. But (laughs) when I just the past like (laughs) day (laughs) that I've been feeling, um, so the past like 24 hours I've been uh, feeling I feel like this feeling comes in and I feel it through for a minute and then I feel better right so I don't know maybe yeah I can't really say much on it because maybe I'm just not getting hit with things that could make me feel very very strongly yet right it's just been like little things but then again it would just be like really big things that have been bothering me for a minute that I would just 
just observe them and just let them come. And I ju- I'm just like, okay, let's go. And then I just sit through it. And then it's like, there's like the switch that goes off and I just feel better. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's always good to have something to clear your mind with to get you away from that for sure. Yeah. You got to break the cycle. Like if yeah. I have a negative thought, uh, whatever, my friends don't like me. Then I have a negative feeling. I'm worthless. I'm lonely. I'm less than. Then I have a negative action. I'm not going to call my friends. I'm not going to answer their phone calls. Then I have another negative thought. Then I, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like a small example. Um, and then like in boot, um, Buddhist recovery networks, refuge recovery, recovery Dharma, they speak a lot about aversion to pain and attachment to pleasure you know, to where we Mm -hmm. seek pleasure. So when we have a negative thought, we aversion, we avert the pain. I hope that's the right word. And if it's not, whatever. A virgin. A virgin. Sorry. The pain. Yeah. Then we (laughs) seek the pleasure. Yeah. And it becomes this like chase to not feel what we're feeling and to feel something else. So they teach you to be mindful of that, to greet, pleasure with non-attached appreciation i appreciate this pleasure i know this too shall pass however i'm going to enjoy this moment and then we greet pain with compassion okay i see that there is pain in me i see there's it's coming from somewhere where is that let me allow myself to feel this pain let me treat myself with a solution like i would treat my best friend in pain but no we tell ourselves it's wrong to feel this pain. I don't want to feel this pain. How do I fix this pain? How do I make it go away? Because I don't only want to stay away from this pain, but I want to feel pleasure, you know? And it's, it's good to even just know of these things so you can keep them in perspective enough to navigate. We still want to get out of the pain. We still want to address the pain. We still want to find that peace. We still want to um, make joy where we can, but we're not clinging to it. We're not grasping and clawing to get there we're not taking pain and putting up the biggest blocks and fighting it we're trying to guide you know yeah so that's just another way of saying just allowing yourself to feel pain or allowing yourself to feel pleasure and just letting it come and go and just flow so you feel pain it comes in you feel it you sit in it and then it just, you don't latch onto it by resisting it or by, you know, just, it just comes and goes. And then the positive feelings, the pleasure, it comes in and it goes. But we also, we have a fair amount of will to navigate. So we don't want to blow in the wind and just, oh, this is pleasurable. Okay, I'll just hang out here until, whoa, I'm over here in the pain. Okay, I'll just hang out here. But we don't want to, try too rigidly to stay in pleasure and avoid the pain but we do want to navigate we do want to direct the ship you know we don't want to just take our hands off the wheel you know what i mean i'm not saying that's what you're saying but and it's harder to do that because then it's easier to throw your hands up and blow in the wind i did that in early recovery bad like well I guess if I float over this way, it was meant to be. And, you know, cause that's what is and mm-hmm. <laughs> must be higher powers will. 
you know, and what I was really doing was deflecting all responsibility. I was letting go of all of my willpower because I didn't want to hold myself responsible or accountable to mistakes I may make or be the reason I ended up where I ended up. You know, it was like, well, the higher power made this happen. It's God's will. It must be meant to be. So I didn't do it. You know what I mean? But if I have willpower and I make a decision and I make the wrong one and I get put in a spot for it, it's on me. And that was uh, a heavy feeling when I was early in recovery to, to feel the pain of making a mistake, you know, to feel like I did something wrong. Um, so then like, I just blew in the wind constantly until I got to a point where I'm like, dude, that's no way to live either. You have willpower and you have, you have some power in this world. Now you don't need to be in one extreme or another. I don't need to have all the power and control everything the way I want it to be. But I do have some power. So learn to be brave enough to try to use your power without letting your side steps throw you and without letting a failure crush you to the earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just kind of had this like annoying nerdy metaphor about <laughs> to you. Give it to me, yes. <laughs> So, okay, feelings are like, okay, no, just like life is a constant execution of code, right? So, (laughs) but just bear with me, please, (laughs) please, (laughs) because I'm ready. Um, (laughs) so you're executing code, right? And then, like, if it has executed without any trouble that's that's a good feeling right so then you just keep going keep going and then there's bugs in the code so just flags it it's negative feeling you go investigate the bugs you fix them the code keeps running the code is executing it's good good feelings right right and then you run into you run into more bugs that's negative feeling that's alert it's flagging something something's off you investigate and you fix it. So it's just that constant just cycle of things. But the goal is to just continuously execute this code to keep the operating system running. <laughs> oh, I love that you I love that you said that in that tone though. You're like, and then the code. And then the bugs come. That's negative feelings. And then the code starts running. And the code's going good again. <laughs> like, <that's great. laughs> Will you do a meditation for these people and, and for myself so I can listen to it daily in that voice? Yes. yes. I want it to be a code med- meditation where you just like, you have a code. <laughs> Press enter. Yes. You are, you are your own programming language. Unlike any other one that's been created. That's dope. I like it. No, it's good. And it's very accurate. Life is never going to be a bugless code. It will always have bugs. Even if you are the best coder in the world, you will run into a bug and it's okay. Just fix it. Do a patch note. You know what I mean? get it yes 
You know, I know the word patch. Fortnite. There's Good bugs job. all the time. Bugs all the time. So yeah, well, bugs, there's... that's good shit. <clears throat> yeah. Because it's just even... like, what? No, I was gonna say I don't even know where to go after that, but you got me. Go. You got this. Yeah, like the bugs don't necessarily mean. Oh man, this is the end of life. I just want to give up and quit. Like you got to shut the whole thing down. It's like you just got to go and see what's wrong. It's just saying that there's something wrong. You don't know what. And a lot of the time compilers show you the line <laughs> that it, <laughs> there's a problem in. And that's the beauty of our thought of our bodies in our minds is that you can actually pinpoint to the line of code that has got something wrong with it and right. so you just you literally just have to investigate it you don't have to take it you, you don't have to like resist it or add more negative feelings or self-judgment to it and you can't you ignore just, it you can't ignore the bugs because they're going to pile up you know oh no yeah you can't just yeah, say exactly. well the code will fix itself no it's gonna keep going and then probably create more bugs and more backups you know like it actually like once you get to the bug it doesn't let you get i mean some compilers do but it doesn't let you get past to the point of like seeing what other bugs there are so it mm -hmm. just kind of stops like it stops compiling at that moment um I mean, there's different like kinds, but I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> Please don't. You I'm made sorry. your point. So like this uh, kind of this kind of falls into it, unless you had more. No, I'm done. So like, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> so like, we're so sensitive, people in general. We're so sensitive. Yeah. We don't like putting ourselves out there. We don't like making mistakes, and we really don't like failing. However, the greats who accomplish things. I've read it in so many like motivational things. It, th the biggest thing they say is get used to failure, become friends with it, become yeah. familiar with it. Like go out there and fail, go fail again and fail again until you make it. You know what I mean? Like Thomas Edison, damn it. I don't know. Yes. Light bulb, Thomas Edison. I think so, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go with it. I mean, yeah. George Washington or Thomas. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, like. Nicole Tesla. About, yeah, Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk, make light bulb. Um, <laughs> so, they say, you know, he, he, about the thousand times making the light bulb. Like, I didn't, I didn't make a light bulb on my first try. I had to go out and figure out 999 ways how not to make a light bulb you know and he just keeps trying and trying and i cannot imagine the amount of dedication it must take to go out there and fail and fail and fail and not give up like i can barely fail a few times before i kind of give up and i don't mean like a, a non-start like a like a misfire or like a failure to launch i mean like a failure like a crash and burn like I commend people that go out there and fail and, and then keep trying. Like, you know, I, I do it in certain areas. I don't do it maybe in the 
the places I first think of because it's always like music or something grandiose. But like when it comes to some things, yeah, like I, I'm de- bound and determined, like I'm going to figure this out. Otherwise, none of us would walk. None of us would know how to ride a bike. None of us would know how to fucking do anything because somewhere along the line, mostly in adulthood, we, we stopped being okay with failure and learning and process. We just want to do it all like right away. First time, you know? Yeah. Because somewhere along the way, we probably got put down for failing and then we didn't want to have that feeling a failure anymore because it wasn't a failure until it felt like a failure. You know, you need that feeling of failure. You need it. You need to feel like, no, what I'm saying is feeling, no, what I'm saying is like feeling bad about failing. Right. Well, nobody feels good about it. No, but I'm saying like good about it before, like, okay, let me just use this as an example. I, had to teach myself to ride a bike okay Mm -hmm. and I would fall down and I would get back up and I would just keep going until I you know taught myself and then there was a point where when I would fail at something I got put down for it like oh my god you're just like so horrible for this so then after that point the failure felt like a bad thing and I just wanted to avoid feeling like that. Does that make totally. sense? Yeah. But no, in I the totally beginning, in the beginning, failure didn't feel like a failure. It just felt like, oh, I'm not good at this yet. I need to get better. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like when we're babies trying to walk and we fall over a million times, we don't sit there and judge ourselves, think we should yeah. be better. Our parents aren't like, you dumbass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hopefully not. But like, yeah, but then somewhere along the line, some kid says something stupid because we stuttered on a word or, you know, some kids made fun of us because we fell off our bike or our unconscious parents or guardians, you know, didn't handle themselves with the best tact in motivating us. You know what I mean? And we put negative connotations along with failure. It became humiliation. It became, you know, uh, a deep seated, like negative emotion that we attach and we never want to feel again that's what i'm saying like we need to get used to failure again because you know someone can go out there and put their hearts out and put everything into something they do and just bomb and get laughed out the building or get like ridiculed and it's like that could stop us but we need to and and it's it's so hard to be like no get up there and try again. Like what you want me to do that again? Crazy. But yeah, you're just basically defending. It's a defense mechanism against it. Now it's just like, I don't want to feel this shitty again. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And I get it. And it's totally valid. It's just that we don't want to let that win. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean go up and face every humiliation you have, but if you want to do something, you got to get used to failing. You have to get used to not being a pro right off the bat. You have to get used to like, I don't know, just trying and try. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. I just came up with that. How do you like it? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, and the same thing goes with just giving up on yourself. Like, that, once again, that bad emotion that comes in, it's like a flag. It's just like, it's like that, like, quote-unquote failure of something. But that doesn't mean, like, this is where it stops. This is where you just give up. It's just, you gotta, you gotta try again with this, if that makes sense. And where do we draw the line with um, continuing to do something, like failing and keep trying, and when to say when? You know what I mean? Like, there's another one of them paradoxes. Like, how do we know when to just call it and say, this isn't for me, or when to say, no, this is just a barrier, I have to get over the hump? When it's causing negative, when it's having negative effects on your life. So if you're, I'm sure you're, well, I don't know, but maybe like giving up on a person, right? Okay. You keep, you keep trying and trying on some, with somebody and then it's taking a toll on you, on your mental health, on your just, you're just constantly feeling depressed and drained and then that's when you draw the line. Like, this is not good for me to continue to do this. Now, if you're doing it with somebody who is worth that and you're trying and you see results after a little bit, like it's not having, it's not taking its toll on you whatsoever, but you are, it's more... So it's more affecting the person, the other person in the positive way, and it's keeping you steady rather than with the other person. It's keeping them steady, but giving you negative effect. Right. So that's where you would see that. Yeah. And same goes with just things and stuffs. and Or even like recovery, you know, trying it, trying it again, trying it again. If you fail, you get back up, try it again. I was more thinking, of course, because I always think of like, my rap (laughs) rap is like and i mean like actually like performing is Mm -hmm. getting up on stage and performing terrifies me it literally i can't even daydream about it successfully and Mm -hmm. the thought of getting up in front of people pouring my heart out trying to do something and sucking at it getting like just being really bad or making a mistake or whatever is would be the most horrifying thing to me And I think that's a big reason why I don't practice and I don't try to break that. I mean, part of me, you know, I've talked about it before, doesn't really want that life. But at the same time, it's like, I wish I could break that and be like, this is what I want to do. I wish my um, confidence can start to build and this shyness and this anxiety could start to lessen. Um, And then it's like, do I go out there and just bomb and fail and, and get really embarrassed a couple times is that paying my dues is that like you know facing my failure and and growing from it or would that be counterproductive and I don't want to get into all that because I feel like I already like talk about that too much but it relates with a lot of my anxieties you know but um yeah and then I just don't or do I get to a point where I'm like hey bro this isn't for you man like I don't know but then again I don't practice I'm not like Jordan like sitting there practicing all day every day and perfecting my craft i'm just well you know it's been a while but let's go try this out and 
you know? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just feel like a lot of that, like the whole fear and anxiety, it's all just from like self-image and self-judgment. And that you kind of create yourself for yourself, that stress, even before it happens. And knowing, I mean, if you know your rap is good and it is good, it's not oh, realistic it's to think. It's more than good. It, <laughs> it's fire. Have you listened? <laughs> no. It's not realistic to think <laughs> that it's going to be just so bad, you know? And that's just your mind making that shit up. So, yeah, I feel like it would be worth it to get through that, push through that very first time ever. And even if something does go bad, it wouldn't necessarily be because of the reaction of people. It would be because either you would get in your head about the one little mistake that you made, even though nobody noticed, mm-hmm. or you would get in your own head so bad that you would like either choke or you would just make that mistake because you're just so fucking nervous. Right. So, Dude, yeah. I can barely read my shit to my son in a room with just the two of us without feeling the flutter of nervousness. I can't and imagine it's being just, on stage. Like, <laughs> it's you know. just your mind and, and you know that. I do know that. And and it's totally valid. But how how do you overcome things like that if someone is socially anxious yes it's all in your mind however that doesn't make it any less real that doesn't make the feelings you feel less real um there are ways to to address that you know and and um i take baby steps like you know sharing things in front of people and and trying but um at the same time like my point is i don't practice you know it's not i don't know i want to get off this because i don't want to stick on this too long and I, I don't know, I guess when I talk about this, I feel like I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. But maybe not. No, you're fine. Um, but like, so it's never like the actual song. It's never the lyrics. It's always the performance aspect to where, you know, I don't practice. I don't have the best breath control and add on top of it the anxiety. And most of that is there because of how unseasoned I am in performing. Like, it's not like, oh, I can perform great in a room by myself, I sound great. I, I, I look great. I do it all great. It's, I suck at a lot of these things. I, I need work in a lot of these things. Therefore I haven't even tried yet because I know I haven't done the proper work. And that's where I'm at now. Like when people are like, Hey, come do this up town. Just like, nah, bro, my breath control sucks. I, I'm, I have the anxiety, but, and I always lead with anxiety and I probably should stop, but it's like, I haven't done the footwork yet. I haven't trained in the gym. I haven't practiced my three-point shot to say I'm going to go up there and one-on-one someone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what it comes down to is knowing yourself and to to bounce back to what we talked about on the last one, um, that self-judgment makes me better. It keeps me um, in check with what's really going on and it will drive me to do better to train better, to try harder, if that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then eventually you're going to get in your head so far like that nothing you do will ever be enough because that's the point that I got at. It's like I'm doing so good with my life, right? I know this logically, but I still feel like I could be doing more and nothing I do is enough. 
because I compare myself to others. I compare myself to these other people who know certain topics of things that I do. And I'm just like, man, I could be there too. Nothing is ever enough. Even though where I'm at is completely fine. So you got to draw the line there too. And I don't know if I can relate this to me at meetings, but I can feel that fear. Like it's like right before I'm like, I'm good. And then as soon as I get on to see all the faces, I just completely lose it. And I think the main number one thing to start with is to just accept that feeling like, okay, I am scared. I'm terrified. I crippling anxiety. There it is. And it's coming in and it's flowing through every single inch of my body. And I just sit in it and I just let myself sit in it. And, but when I resist it, when I try to tell myself that this is not there, it's not true. It's not happening because it's not supposed to be happening because I've been going to meetings for like a year now and I've been fine before. It's like, that makes it so much worse. And I just, I get to a point where I literally can't like talk at all. Like I'm just like, I I feel it's like resistance upon resistance upon anxiety. And it's all just like a giant jumbled mess of stuff. Right. And yeah. So first things first, accept that, that feeling and accept yourself for being that way. Totally. And, and, and relieve some of the pressure off yourself to be a certain way, you know, like, right. So I could see what you're saying. Um, as far as saying, you know, it's never going to be enough because you're always going to compare to the next person. And that's not the place I was coming from. Like, let's, I'm going to flip it to a dance routine. So like, let's say you have to go in front of people and do a dance routine. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to make sure before you do it, that you at least have the steps memorized and you feel confident in your movement. Now, if you go up there and make a mistake, if you go up there and forget something, if you go in there and just show some humanity, you know, that's fine. And and being okay with that is is key. However, if you don't practice, if you run out of breath, if you forget a lot of steps, or you just never memorize them all to begin with, you wouldn't feel confident going up in front of people doing it, right? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like when I say, I don't want to get to a God level, but like, I want to at least feel confident that I know the steps I put in the practice and I, I have at least an average, you know, chance to do this. So what I'm basically hearing is that all you need to do is just practice, Yeah, which is, that's it. It doesn't yeah. mean that there's something. Yeah. And I always leave with anxiety and that's the wrong thing. That's like when I say I'm antisocial and I don't like hanging out with people, I lead with that. And then I start to believe that more. So when I talk about um, stage fright and performance anxiety and all that, I lead with anxiety. And then I circle back to the but practice and and knowing myself and knowing the level of commitment I've put into it, the lack thereof. It's understandable, but I but if I lead with the anxiety, it creates more anxiety. So like, I'm sure there'd be some anxiety if I did memorize everything and and felt confident there'd still be that general eyes on me anxiety because i get that in meetings too like believe it or not 
when everybody's looking at me, like we have such a great meeting and a lot of times it's small that I don't feel the eyes on me like that. Um, but at other meetings, like with a table setting and they go in a circle and there's like 20 people and I, they're not my closest, you know, recovery people. God, I feel that tension. And then <laughs> I'll like start talking and be like, oh, I got this and I'll have shit to say. And, and I'll totally be in the moment and, and confident. And then I'll just look around the room real quick, which is a mistake. Feel the fucking eyeballs on me. Yeah. And just instantly my mind is telling me all the things they're thinking and they're never good. And it's just this like pressure. Like I will go blank. I will get hot. My heart starts beating and I'm done. Like I just, that's all I got. Thanks. And then I'll just sit there and fucking more than likely blush right after. And cause I'm so damn special. I have to be the one to say something and everybody's just sitting there thinking about me and farthest from the case, you know? Yeah. I have to remember what I think about people when they stutter or when they say something that may not be the most profound thing. Like I'm not judging them. I've seen people say some dumb shit in meetings, talk right out of their ass. And, and I still don't even judge them. Yeah. I mean, I don't even sit there like you fucking idiot or remember it the next time I see them, unless it was like way out there, you know? Um, yeah, like people, people are just as selfish as I am, and ain't nobody sitting there thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves, and that's a relieving thing. I, what am I? Not special. 